Hey, everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Thanks for tuning in today to Off the Bench. Today is Monday, May 31st. It's the last day of Monday, and oh my goodness, my family and I are leaving the great state of Florida today, and we are heading up to just south of Chicago for the ICHE convention. Today, I'm going to answer your questions. It's Mailbox Monday, and we're going to talk a little bit about the importance of wisdom and what it looks like in your everyday life. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. So I'm glad you guys are here today. If you're not following me over at my podcast on the regular, this is where I'm going to be talking about issues that are coming up. Also, I've got a brand new podcast called America's Town Hall with Heidi St. John, where we're kind of answering your questions. And I want to just encourage you to get on there and really start leaving questions for us. We're going to start looking at those questions a little bit more every single time we do it and hopefully get out together, get ahead of some of these issues and talk about them. So I want to remind you guys that you can email through the Mailbox Monday form and tell me how you're getting off the bench. So if you haven't done that yet, I'm going to encourage you. We want to hear your stories. You heard last week that I had my friend Alexander Deputy on the show with me today. If you guys meet me out on the road and you have an off the bench story, I might have you on the podcast to tell about it too. So we just want to hear what is God doing? How is he impacting your life and having it, you know, motivate you to action? So we're going to encourage you again. I want to hear your stories. How are you getting off the bench and onto the battlefield? You can submit those stories by finding me online at HeidiStJohn.com forward slash mailbox Monday. Today is Mailbox Monday. It's the day that I answer your questions. And I want to remind you guys where wisdom is found. The Bible teaches us that wisdom comes from God. In Proverbs 12, verse 28, it says, In the way of righteousness, there is life. There is life. In the way of righteousness, there is life. And the writer of Proverbs really encourages us to take a long view and stay in the way of righteousness. He says that's where life is, and along that path is immortality. So he says, avoid the temptation to focus on just what's right here and right now. And instead, we should keep our eye on the long view in light of eternity. And so what does that look like? So the first thing that we want to do is teach our children that God says, if you want to be wise, the first thing you do as a child is listen to the instruction of your parents right? To be listening to what your mom and dad say. Honoring your parents is very high on God's list of priorities. And as we parent our children, we need to not lose sight that this is something we are doing to honor God, right? The Bible teaches us that those who guard their lips guard their lives, but those who speak rashly come to ruin. And uh, it's impossible to overestimate the importance of watching what you say. Watch what you say. It's important, you guys. Guard your lips. Guard your tongue. Uh, Work hard. Verse 4 says, the desires of the diligent are fully satisfied. Work is a blessing, and success is hard work. Winston Churchill said, success consists of going from failure to failure without loss of enthusiasm. (laughs) I agree with Sir Winston. The next thing is to love the truth. The righteous hate what is false. We are to hate dishonesty and to instead love the truth. This is why you've heard me speak up so consistently about this lie that millions of people are going to die in front of you and you got to wear a mask and you got to get a vaccine for a virus with a 99.8% survival rate. The Bible says the righteous hate what is false. 
we are called instead to love the truth. And we need to learn to love truth and defend truth and speak truth. There's no such thing as your truth and my truth. Truth is not subjective. Truth is an absolute. It's either true or it isn't. And finally, we need to learn to be people of integrity. In verse six of this passage, the Bible says, righteousness guards the person of integrity. Now, integrity doesn't mean being perfect. It means being honest, means being real, being authentic, the opposite of of a hypocrite. And we're lacking for that. You know, it's a rare thing right now to find people who are wise and who honor their parents and who guard their lips and who work hard and who speak truth and who live lives of integrity. But God says that there's a blessing in it, that there's absolutely a blessing. And that's what we want, right? We want the blessing of God. And so that's where wisdom comes from. And when I answer your questions here, uh, like I told you guys last week, it is such an encouragement to me to see you writing in, to see your questions come in, to see that you're thinking critically. And I want to just turn you again back to the Bible. That is where wisdom is found because I'm not going to have the answers to everything, but God does. God's word has them. So I want to keep us to keep that in mind today as we jump into your questions. By the way, that came from a devotion that I read offline. I'll link back to it in the show notes today. It comes from the Bible in one year. You guys know that I've been reading through that for a very long time. And occasionally I like to read them here on the show. All right, Marlene in Minnesota, wrote in and said, what is the best way to infuse our homeschools with critical thinking? Our world wants to spoon feed us their agenda. How can we really foster the ability to think critically through all of the nonsense? So, uh, you know, the obvious answer is we want to be in the word. But also when you hear narratives coming at you on the news, this is what we've done with our children. We've said, all right, so we know that this is COVID survival rate. We know that this is, you know, we've got two people who are equally qualified. They both have the letters behind their names, right? And they have differing opinions. And so we need to start doing research for ourselves. And we pray over who we listen to. And I think it's very important because Satan is a liar. He is the father of lies. He's a father of deception. And there is a massive deception happening in the culture right now and in our country. And certainly we see it in our schools and in the woke churches and all the things that are around us right now. So we need the wisdom that comes from God. And then we have to do the homework for ourselves. So when you have a check in your spirit, then that's time for you to say, Lord, I have a check in my spirit. Where should I go to find the truth? And then you're going to have to chase it down sometimes. Because it's easy for us to take the spoon-fed agenda that's coming from the mainstream media right now and from so many corrupt politicians, that it's much harder to get out there and look stuff up for yourself, but I'm just going to encourage you to do it, particularly as we're talking more and more openly now about vaccine passports and things like that. These are dangerous developments here in the United States, and we should be concerned about that. So do your homework. Don't just do something because somebody says that it's a good idea, right? Uh, Melita? Melita? Is that how you say it, Melita? I don't know. From Terry, Mississippi. She said, I've always believed that my vote mattered. However, I'm not so sure anymore. What can we do to make sure our votes are counted? Okay, so this is a problem that everyone is having right now, right? After we've seen what looks to be a very badly handled election, obvious abnormalities and weird things that happen in the election, and all of a sudden, we're going, wait a second, 
my vote doesn't matter anymore. I voted and I'm not even sure I, I even trust the system. Listen, the Democrats and the radical left in this country, they want you to distrust the system. They want you to be discouraged to the point where you quit. That's how they always do things, right? Discourage, distract, divide, defeat. That's how it's always worked. And if we are going to have success, we can't give up. So that's the first thing. I know that you're discouraged. I know that you're frustrated. Also, I want you to know that there are lots of people right now who are working very hard to make sure that our voting systems are checked and double-checked. Did you guys know that in most states, you can actually watch them count the votes? Sign up to be a part of that. You know, I think I think gone are the days when we were just like, well, just cast my vote and that'll be it'll be over. Right. We watched people literally being kicked out of watching the votes be counted right in the name of the Rona. Right. And so we've got big problems in this country, but don't give up. Sign up to be part of the commission that watches votes. Anyone can do it in your area. You can find out by calling your local secretary of state. Call the secretary of state's office in your state and say, hey, I'd like to I'd like to sign up to get to be someone who watches the votes get counted this next time or call your local Republican Party headquarters and just say who you are and what you'd like to do. And they can move you in that direction. But don't give up. All right, Melita, do not give up. They want us to give up. Don't give up. Anna from Iowa. Heidi, I love your podcast. I've loved it for years. Can't wait to see you in June at the Iowa conference. Me either. I'm coming that way. I'm pretty excited about it. She said, I keep hearing you mention Florida being maskless, and I would love to hear you talk about how awesome our governor in Iowa is as well. Last night, overnight, she signed a law that prohibits schools from requiring masks. This is amazing. We've also not had a mask mandate in Iowa for most of COVID. I would love to hear you shout about it from the rooftops. So, Anna, here we go. Hey, you guys, come on out to Iowa. I will be at the Iowa conference, which, by the way, one of my favorite conferences. They just know how to do it there in the, in the beautiful Midwest. And it sounds to me like you guys can come maskless, which, as you know, that is a major criteria on Heidi St. John's checklist for places that I go. So check it out. Thank you, Anna, for writing in about that. I really appreciate it. Hey, you guys, you have probably heard by now that I am running for the United States House of Representatives to represent District 3 in Washington State. And I wanted to let you know that there are a couple of ways that you can help us. First of all, follow me on all of my campaign social media platforms. You can find Heidi St. John for Congress at Facebook. You can also find me on Instagram. And of course, sign up to get on the mailing list at Heidi St. John for Congress. We are up against a very big second quarter fundraising deadline right now, and we need you to donate to the campaign. Every little bit helps. And so you guys have heard me say before, it takes a lot of money to run a campaign like this, and there's some very important things coming up. If you go to the website, HeidiStJohnForCongress.com, you can find out exactly how to donate. And I would so appreciate that. Also, you can volunteer. And we need volunteers from all over the country. We need prayer volunteers. And you can sign up to be on our prayer team at HeidiStJohnForCongress.com. You can complete the volunteer form there and you can join my fight for the soul of America. Again, you guys, that website is HeidiStJohnForCongress.com. Christy from Vancouver. Heidi, I feel cringy even telling a little white lie in the past. So I avoid lying in any form, even to protect feelings. This has taught me much tact in how I speak the truth in love. Now that we can take off masks indoors, if we took the experimental COVID shot, I feel like I'm inadvertently lying if I don't wear a mask. If I'm asked about the shot by a worker, do I lie? But wearing the mask is also supporting a lie. What can I say to be truthful and still stay true to my beliefs? 
listen, I avoid these guys like the plague. All right. So if I go into a store, they're not supposed to ask you, by the way. And if they ask me if I've been vaccinated, the truth is I have been vaccinated. (laughs) You know, so I have been vaccinated, just not for the Rona. And frankly, they shouldn't be asking you. And I hear the tension and we are being asked to do absurd things right now, right? Because of these, because of these crazy mandates, it's going to get harder, you guys. It's going to get harder. And the vaccine passports are coming. And this is the next question I've, I've had and people asking me about it. And I've had, and myself and many others, massive misgivings about uh, all those who are calling now are demanding rather vaccine passports, right? So they're saying that we've got benefits for public health and safety, and they seem to be far outweighed by the very real threats to freedom and democracy. So the fact that the China virus is basically running with things like this, with its social credit system, you guys should be warning enough. Look what they're doing to the to the citizens of China. Have you guys looked at their social credit system? This is where this is going. Or consider the yellow star identification badges that used to be worn by a certain group of people not not that long ago in Germany. This should be uh, very, very concerning. The Biden administration said it's not going to push the passports, but of course, it doesn't need to do that since there are plenty of corporate giants already pushing them right? Along with a whole range of institutions, businesses, and schools. And so we're bypassing the democratic process. These are not laws, they're mandates. And it is horrible what they're doing. Cheryl Chumley explained why this is such a huge concern. She said, and I quote, the left, the coronavirus loving left has successfully taken the coronavirus and used it to great political advantage, shoving through the free market and into private business all the clampdowns and shutdowns and regulatory chills. They can't do the constitutional way, which is a case in point of why the left is so coronavirus loving. They have used it to tyrannize people. The worst is the weaponizing of the free market. The left has created this sort of oligarchy with the corporate world using CEOs to drive policies that could never pass legislatively and that wouldn't meet the constitutional muster in the courts that aren't in any way, shape or form in line with U.S. values or U.S. liberties or U.S. governing principles. Example, here's a telling headline or two, quote, Fauci says federal government won't mandate COVID passports, CBS News reported in reference to the nation's top disease doctor, Anthony Fauci, speaking on the ongoing discussions of mandated vaccines. Fauci said federal governments won't require the vaccine passport. Well, newsflash, that's because the Constitution doesn't exactly support the federal government's right to make vaccines a condition of entry into public venues, a condition of travel, a condition of access. So what's the go around that the Biden administration has planned? Well, the Biden administration is working on creating a list, a set of standards for people to prove they've been vaccinated against COVID-19, the virus of the 99.89% survival rate. CNN's reporting this. Quote, the official said they're currently working with a range of companies on the standards. Multiple government agencies are engaged in conversations and planning coordinated by the White House as this kind of system will play a role in multiple aspects of life, potentially even the workforce. So in layman's terms, that means that the White House is taking a leadership role in, quote, helping companies develop a vaccine passport system that that will stand the test of scrutiny in the courts. So they won't need to federally mandate it, technically. 
but it will be federally developed and enforced by the private sector. This is terrifying. So the same private sector that isn't held to the same constitutional binds as the government is very, very soon going to be making sure that you can't do anything without taking the Ronavax. And I spoke just last week with my friend Rick Green. And if you guys haven't heard that podcast, hop on over to uh, America's Town Hall and you can hear that interview with Rick. But we said, and I think rightly so, that medical freedom is going to be the new civil rights battle that we will be facing in the days to come. And I have said this many, many times. I've had people on here talking about vaccines before. I was never an anti-vaxxer. I always felt like it just seemed like a good thing to do. But when they're starting to bribe our students with pizza and setting up vaccine clinics for children as young as 12 years old in Washington State and in Oregon, I started to go, why are you doing that? We should be wondering. We should be asking questions. We should be critically thinking about what's going on and why they're so hell-bent on pushing this vaccine on everybody. And so I'm going to encourage you guys just to keep your eyes open and start making decisions that are wise for your family. You need to be shrewd as a serpent and as gentle as a dove, Christy. As shrewd as a serpent. So what does that what does that look like? You need to be wise. Next question comes from a listener in Omaha who asked about family planning. She said, Heidi, would you please discuss family planning? My husband and I are on the fence about having more children. I'm 36 and we have three children, five, three, and 10 months. And my last children were very difficult C-section experiences. What advice or encouragement do you have? Well, you guys heard me talk about this last Monday on the show. And I I never talk people out of having babies. I'm also not going to guilt people into having them. I don't feel like that's wise and it's not my role here. But I have a friend who had eight C-sections, I believe. And so this is a decision that you and your husband need to make. I feel like children are always a blessing. But I don't know your personal health situation. And there came a point in my life when I couldn't have any more. I ended up with a hysterectomy. And I'm really glad there was nobody guilting me about that. And so I think you need to make those decisions in concert with each other and under the direction and guidance of the Holy Spirit. So the Lord's going to show you. I just think my main concern is always to say that the Bible teaches us that children are a blessing. And my biggest frustration with the church And even with the church's views on large families, which they, you know, they roundly criticize, is that they don't appreciate or love what God loves and God loves children. (laughs) So I'm going to encourage you that direction. But I I would not, I'm not the one who's going to feel confident or comfortable or even qualified to tell you what you and your husband, the choice that you guys should make. I know that the Lord really changed our hearts over many years of just having children and realizing how precious they are and how quickly it goes. And I had my last child, who is now 10, when I was 41. So there you go. Laura from California. Heidi, my girls, ages six and nine, will be home for a few days a week during the summer while I'm working from home. Can you recommend a workbook or a short curriculum to help them keep what they've learned, but also allow me to, quote, practice homeschooling? So Laura, that is a great question. And honestly, if you were to get, go down to, if you have a local homeschool supply store, you know, we got the summertime workbooks. We used to get them from Costco. I haven't been in such a long time that I don't know what's there anymore. 
But I, I'm always telling people that things I liked to give my kids over the summertime was a little bit of math every day, just 15 minutes, not a lot, a little bit of math every day so they wouldn't lose what they'd learned during the school year. And also a good book, got tons of books that I would recommend. And sometimes if you go to, you know, get online and look up reading book suggestions for six and nine-year-olds or living book suggestions for six and nine-year-olds, that might be a good place to start. But I want to see my kids reading and they can read and read and read and read and read some more. And so uh, we we have quite we've amassed over the last twenty five years at my house quite a library, and actually when we hit the road with our kids, I just had them go into our own personal library and say, "Hey, pick some books to read." There's a ton of them on the shelf. So I would start growing your personal library. Have them do a little bit of of math every day, and you can get those. I mean, for goodness sake, those those workshops or I mean those workbooks rather are at your local Walmart even. And then start with the grade that they are and just kind of see how they do. Say, hey, here's your page today. And sometimes I time my kids or they practice times tables or whatever. So I think that would be a great thing to do. So the reason I say reading so much is because good readers will typically become good writers. And they're getting a lot just by reading. They're seeing the use of the language. They're seeing the use of punctuation. They're seeing how words are spelled. You cannot underestimate the importance of reading with your children and having them learn to read out loud and just quietly to themselves. So that's all that I have time for today. I hope you guys are enjoying the podcast. I hope you'll share the podcast with your friends and we so appreciate it. Again, you guys, we would love it if you'd leave reviews for the show, but also if you would send me your questions of getting off the bench and onto the battlefield, you can do that by going to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash mailbox Monday. And you can leave us questions for America's town hall. We are beginning to put that list together. It's starting to take shape. And uh, you can do that by going to my website, Heidi St. John for Congress.com and clicking on the podcast. Have a great day, everybody. And I will see you back here tomorrow at the intersection of faith and culture. For more encouragement, visit me online at momstronginternational.com.